This episode is about Gringo, the dangerous life of John McAfee. It's about a software computer developer, and the whole story has a lot of sex, money, and possibly murder. If you know Tiger King or Jeffrey Epstein, he's a weird combination of both. John's fortune turned him into a sick and dangerous man. Yes, stay tuned for episode two of Big Doc Energy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Big Doc Energy. It's your host, Kayla, and I have Samuel. Hi everyone, yeah, back again. I know you're back for episode two because I'm here, so (laughs) don't worry about it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. Okay, so thank you all so much for listening to episode one. It went so much better than Sam and I had ever expected, and I'm just so grateful to you guys for listening and chiming in. I have so much interaction on Twitter of all the things that you guys have sent to me about the Chris Watts case that we covered in the last one, and... I'm just enlightened and I'm excited that you guys are all so interactive with us about this podcast and hopefully it'll happen again about this next one that we're about to tell you guys about. But before we get started, I want to let you guys know that we did a, what do you want to call it? A little competition just to celebrate the fact that we just released episode one. Uh, We want you guys to subscribe so you did that, and if you subscribed, followed us, you got entered in to win $100 worth of Amazon gift vouchers. Um, well, or pounds, or if pounds British. Or pounds, if you're British. Um, <laughs> shout out to those British people out or, there. Or Love whatever you. currency you have, I guess. I'm, we don't know. Yeah, whatever you've got, <laughs> we'll, we'll sort you out. But if you did subscribe and then follow and all, all the things you need to do in that competition, you could win, and you'll be finding out on this episode, if you were the lucky winner, it will be announced at some point before we get started i just want to credit the director of this documentary it was nanette bernstein we'll talk more about her later because she actually plays a part in this documentary which i think is really cool and i want to let you guys know a little disclaimer before we start that anything that we say in this podcast is our opinions it's not necessarily factual or truth but we're going to try our best Um, it's a little different than the last one because Chris Watts actually got convicted of murder whereas this story is a little bit different so these are our opinions yeah and I feel like it's really good in this documentary that we can credit the director because like you said she plays a big role she narrates the documentary and she actually goes out and explores and interviews everybody and makes it known that she is very much involved in this the whole way through. Yeah, I thought this one was cool. It was almost like the last one where you said that you loved um, that you could see the text messages between people. This one, we get to see the director actually contacting John McAfee and getting his actual words and things that he said back, whether... I mean, most of it, it seemed like he didn't actually want to talk to her and he probably didn't know it was going to be in the documentary. I don't know how that works, but it's in there. It's in there. (laughs) So she talks to this guy we keep talking about called John. So let's talk about who is John McAfee. So John McAfee, from what I understand, is a guy that in the 80s, I guess, he was living in Silicon Valley and he is the inventor of uh like computer virus protection yeah I, I know exactly who he is i've seen the name before he has like a red logo right yeah mcafee software yeah, still, th- still available have... today not going to promote that but <laughs> it is still available today mcafee software he was the founder of the company uh basically it was a cyber security software he was one of the pioneers of the cyber security world back in the day in the 80s when p- computers became popular he created basically antiviral software when people realized that your computer could catch a virus. They didn't know what it was. It came about, he created some software where you could get rid of that virus and he earned millions and millions and millions of dollars. So he became rich basically. Yeah, which if you would watch this documentary not knowing that, you would not think that this guy 
was a super genius. And I'm not saying that, I, I mean, I don't know what it takes to create antivirus for a computer, but you would think that you'd have to be pretty smart. And I mean, maybe he is a smart guy, but to me, it seems like with his actions, he's just out there. Maybe he's too smart. I don't know. No, I mean, I think <laughs> I think it was a combination of uh, timing. Obviously, he knows how to code computers, or he did know back in the day. Either way, he stumbled apro- uh, across the fact that he could create some software that millions of people needed and wanted around the world to protect their computers. So this is a long time ago. Um, he then basically sells his shares the the directors and other shareholders buy him out the uh, the company feel like he's not fit for it yeah, not mentally stable he, maybe he was having like sex parties in his office pretty yeah, much yeah he was a crazy <laughs> guy like whatever you know millionaires they do get a little bit out of hand sometimes i feel like in my i don't know if maybe it's just my imagination but i feel like in the 80s being like a silicon valley mogul or whatever I just imagine that's how all of the offices were. I feel like, because, <laughs> I know we, we, we go back into, like, he was probably a geek at school. Yeah. He made millions of pounds and suddenly women dollars. wanted him. Dollars. Sorry, dollars. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> McAfee software's available in the UK too. Anyway, he made lots of money and he turned from cyber geek to all the women want him. He's driving a Ferrari probably. Girls start to want him goes a bit off the rails the other shareholders of mcafee software decide to buy him out he's not fit to run the company he's out gets a big payout rich man nothing to do right which brings us on to the next bit what does he do next so john mcafee does what every i mean i'm not saying that all cult leaders own a yoga studio but someone that's in the same mindset where you're just eccentric different have a lot of money and you want that sort of attention he goes to colorado and buys 280 acres of land and starts a yoga retreat which i would like to add on it's free so people can go there live there learn their yoga you hear sam turning the pages of his notebook things are professional here i've got notes don't you worry about me yeah he can't just write it in his phone for some reason he's gonna have an actual notepad old school yeah so anyway john opens this free yoga retreat and he ends up writing like five yoga books which i would like to say weird story about this um when i was in college i was a journalism major and in order to get a minor in something, it, whatever, long story short, with my major, I had to take a ton of electives. So I took an elective called yoga something. It was pretty much a yoga class. That was an elective that I got for college. Very expensive way of taking yoga, but that's besides the point. And within that class that I actually never went to, just to let you guys know, um, I had to read a John McAfee yoga book. There so it's so weird right. that it came up on the screen that he had written yoga books and a picture of the book that I had actually had to read for my class was written by him. What are the chances of that? And you said it was a good book, didn't you? <laughs> it was. I'm not even just saying that. I remember, okay, like I said, I didn't go to the class ever. So I was not interested, didn't care. It was my last class of the day. So we practiced yoga a lot in the class and it was in a dark room. So I would fall asleep and I had a job later that I had to go to. So I just, it just wasn't for me. Not my thing. Didn't want to take a nap at 5 p.m. And the one thing that I actually did for the class was read that book. And I thought it was really good. It was so enlightening. I was like, wow, this all makes sense. I feel like I'm going to live a better life after reading this. Wow. Well, there you go. So maybe he's smarter than we think. (laughs) I don't know. Either way. Maybe not. I I don't know. But he wrote a good book. He wrote a good book, but he did open the yoga studio because he basically wanted hot girls to come there and be flexible. And (laughs) basically, it's a bit like that um, Bikram yoga guy. You know that creepy... Oh, my God. That other documentary. We're I, not covering that one, but we watched a documentary about the guy who invented Bikram yoga, and he basically turned out to be a bit of a creep and that's right. wanted to have sex with all the girls and stuff like that. 
Right. So things don't go so well for him with the yoga studio because, in his words, he says that people are taking advantage of him, which is comical because the yoga studio is free. So I'm not sure how he would think that anyone's taking advantage of him if he's not asking them to pay any money for it. Probably because they're not sucking his dick. Oh, Sam! (laughs) (laughs) My God! So he ends up in Belize... Where is Belize? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know, Sam. Oh, okay. Just thought you would know that. <laughs> As you've written all these notes. No, I really don't know. All right, the geography on Belize is, is not known. It's really not known. I think it, it looks might, tropical, though. I think it might be somewhere close to Mexico. I maybe, don't think that's right. Maybe connected oh, to I Mexico. Oh, I remember it was near Guacamole. Guacamole? Guacamole. Guacamole. I don't know. So are you are you joking? <laughs> no, it's near Guacamole. You're joking, right? No, it. I remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's Guatemala. Oh, right. Cool. Anyway, he goes to Belize, which is a, lo- a lovely tropical country. And he goes there. I think he goes there because I remember it being a place where there's no business regulations. Perfect for a multimillionaire tycoon to start doing dodgy stuff. Yeah, Sam loves documentaries about dodgy stuff. He loves a good con story. I like, yeah, I do like a good con story. But yeah. I don't like this guy. Don't get me wrong, I don't like John McAfee, but you'll know why later. Yeah. So anyway, John builds a really nice house, or buys one, I can't remember. And he is just living the life, being a millionaire, just having the American dream, but in Belize. Just, you know, I feel like he's in a place where... There's no one bothering him. He can do whatever he wants to do. I'd assume the dollar goes a long way in Belize because it's a bit of a poor country. Totally. Yeah, so he then um, has the police on his side, has the community on his side, and decides to start going back into the business world and opens a lab. Um, So he employs a a biochemist, I think she was, called Alison, and it's... She accepts. She said, yes, I'll come over to Belize <laughs> and I'll start working in your lab. We're going to make some cool shit. Yeah, she I don't be- know what stuff they make, but it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. It's in cool glasses. It's all colored. It's like little red liquids. Allison thinks that this is like the coolest thing because obviously she wanted to always have her own lab. And she finally got one. But little did she know that it was going to be John... I can never say his last name. McAfee. uh, Who happened to be her boss for this. So, honestly, okay. I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary about Elizabeth Holmes. Sam, I've just watched it recently. Yeah, Yeah. you showed me. I just made Sam watch it. The the woman that did the fake thing. What was (laughs) it again? She made something. A machine. She made it like a machine where you... um, You know how you have to get like a bunch of blood blood drawn when you get your blood drawn to test for like i don't know sickness disease all that stuff yeah so elizabeth holmes said that she created a new way to do that and it was like you could only or you only had to get a tiny bit of blood from your fingertip right in order to test for all of these diseases or whatever. I don't know. I might be kind of wrong about this, but it was like, rather than giving all this blood, you only give a little bit of blood. So she made this device that read your blood with a smaller amount. Sorry, I just like hit my mic. Anyway, so (laughs) she, by the end of that documentary, we find out that Elizabeth was a complete liar. Con person got all these millionaires to invest in her company and she never actually made this device thing and it was all just a fraud and i think she's actually going to court i read online this october so there you go maybe we should cover that one at some point yeah i mean when she goes on trial for it i definitely think that would be a good one she's probably rich still to be fair you think so probably yeah you're probably right you know these these millionaires they hide money which is actually what john mcafee did he's hiding money um and after he got Allison in to run his lab, he was conning more people of money um, because he was basically feeding the press 
um, pictures of him with bottles, and he would get Alison to basically. Take she was the, doing Elizabeth, actual- the same picture that Elizabeth Holmes takes, where he's yeah, holding t- the little bottle, or she's holding the little bottle. It makes him look really important. I should take a picture of myself with a little tiny vial like that. Maybe people think I'm important. Maybe, um, <laughs> but Alison was actually le- doing legit work. But when the press came, she was came, trying. She was trying to, but I don't was, think yeah. that. I don't think, in my opinion, once again. I don't think that John McAfee had any intention of ever actually curing anything or doing anything. I, I personally think that he made this lab just to look like he's a good person. That's why he was giving money. Well, no, I think he did. He made the lab to um, rein in investors. That's really? why. Yeah, it was a money making scheme. Oh, I didn't. He know. made a he made a lab in Belize to make it look like he was doing scientific studies with a biochemist with probably plants that were whatever plants and stuff like that home remedies that were in belize to rein in investors so he would make more money it was a con oh that makes sense when i watched it i took it as he was doing this and had this lab just to make it look like he was a normal person of like society like he wanted to look like he was giving back to the belize people so that they would all trust him and want him to be around and look like he was doing good things for the community but you're probably more right no, everyone has more, a money motive no so it was he, definitely a money motive i yeah, think yeah, um right. i think he was trying to win the belize people over with the building them he was building people houses and like you said gave him the police guns and he bought the um the government a boat uh, in exchange for a citizenship which, which by the way they said it was a million dollar boat but that did not look like a million dollar boat no nah, it's rubbish yeah no you could buy that for way less the boat that they showed on the documentary you probably told him it's a million dollar boat because never seen a boat like that maybe it was a million whatever currency was, they have maybe exactly yeah had to be it um so anyway we'll we'll feed on to allison the biochemist because now this is starts to get weird now from now on because uh, yeah. allison realizes that john Maybe isn't a good guy. Yeah, this is where the whole thing gets weird. So pretty much we know that John is this money-making guy who just happened to move to Belize. And in my opinion, it seemed like he was just really protective about himself. I would be too. I mean, if I, li- if I moved to Belize as a millionaire and everyone else on the island has no money, then obviously you need to protect the things that you have. I feel like... Well, the issue was that he, the, the, the issue Allison had with it is that how he was protecting himself. He was hiring local criminals to be his security <laughs> guards. There was guys with, who'd been to prison for 22, 22 times and he hired them as his security guard and gave them an AK-47. Yeah, so he... I get why Allison was a little bit worried about John's actions because that's not normal behaviour. Definitely. Like... So John has these criminals working for him. He's giving them money and weapons and vehicles that he, he I've got here that he hired twenty seven security guards. Oh my god. I don't god. think that many people cared about him there. There probably weren't that many people on the island. No. It Is it an island? Oh god, I just, let's not go back to the geography <laughs> thing. I don't know. Let's not go back to that. But regardless. Regardless, he hired the local criminals who had been like convicted of all sorts of things and i feel like, he, I feel like he does have a little bit of kind of a right at this point to be a little i don't know careful yeah he'd be, be wary way. i mean like there would be a lot of people that would be interested in his wealth right because they they say that the crime rate in belize is like insane especially where he was it was like yeah. high crime rate and it's this really you know, wealthy man with a nice house. There aren't many of them around. Honestly, okay, question for you, Sam. Go, yeah, go on. I feel like you could buy a really nice house, you know, in Florida or something. But you could probably buy a way nicer house in Belize. But there's a lot of crime. What would you rather do? Like an even, like a really nice house in Belize. Um, I think it would depend on my age. I think if I was... 65 and i wanted to retire you know and i got shot but i had a beach house then <laughs> did you say you got shot if like I with did, a gun yeah <laughs> no i'm not saying i want to get shot i'm just saying if i was 65 i'd lived a good life i'm now i've got enough money to buy a house on the beach in belize with 
the potential that I could get shot and shot and robbed for my money, <laughs> I might take the chance. But currently now, as a 27-year-old man, I'm going to stay where I am. Okay, got it. Yeah, because it, I don't want to get shot. Yeah, and I feel like if you're older, you're not, like, going out as much, so people won't Maybe know less danger, who you are. Yeah, yeah you know. Because like, there, was, there was a lot of shootings there, and it was not a really great place in some areas. In this place called Orange Walk, a lot of crime. A lot of gangs So. Yeah, he, no thanks. I feel like I, it sounds like a dream where it's like you pay a little bit of money for this mansion, but at the end of the day, you have to worry about people coming and killing you all the time. I'm not sure it's worth it, but yeah. but with someone like John McAfee, who obviously was not well in the head and couldn't live in a normal American society, then I guess it kind of makes sense. And I feel like he thrived in um, the ability to like control people and like feel like he was kind of like the well ru- I, no ruler. he was the, he was 100 percent the richest person on the island well we don't know that because his neighbor seemed really rich i think he, no he was he was billionaire from so- mcafee but what security if, what if his neighbor was ri- as rich as i'm he? pretty sure he was the richest regardless he ended up um taking over the he built a police headquarters station on the island but he didn't let any cops go there and he pretty much was the cops in the area him and his guards or army of people he even gave them uniforms fucking yeah yeah, wearing uniforms yeah they'd go around in a truck he basically created his own police force yeah that was not the police he employed them which is insane that you can even do that in a different country, like, obviously that would never happen in America or even the UK. Like, you can't just go in somewhere and be like, you know what, I rule this place now. Well, I don't know. But what, can you not? <laughs> can because... you can you hear, Sam? I don't no, know. No, I'm not saying you can hear, but they were his security guards. So he paid, he had a lot of money. So he paid them a wage to be his security guards. He made them wear a uniform. They were, they were in a truck. They had guns. This was all technically legal. No, but he was telling the local people that they couldn't go outside past 9 p.m. You're not allowed to do that. You can't tell people that. He said, if you go out past 9 then, and I catch you, then you're dead. You can't do that. No, you probably can't do that. No, you can't do that. So this made... <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the biochemist, Alison, because she's in the documentary. Oh, yeah, and She yeah. speaks about, very honestly, what she thought of John. And obviously she has reasons for why she doesn't want to work for him anymore because of this dangerous behavior he's got his security guards and they're very scary he wants her to fake all of the stuff that she's doing with her little test tubes yeah allison's had enough so she's out of there she's out of there so she tells john i've got to go i don't want to be here anymore she's getting scared and she plucks up the courage to go speak to john and say look i'm gonna leave the lab can you buy me out of the company I'm off. And John's not happy about this. You know, he's uh, spent a lot of time on this lab, doesn't want Alison to go. He's been, you know, basically working with her. She's got a lot of secrets, whether they are legit or not. She wants to go. And he then basically starts kind of getting a bit weird with her. She has a headache. Yeah, so she has a headache. And he gives her a pill or two or something. And she doesn't obviously think anything of it. And she takes the pill with a cup of orange juice. And... She meant, she said it was like bitter, really bitter or something like that. Yeah, she... she I doesn't think taste I, normal. Immediately, she knew that something was off. And the next thing she remembered was waking up disoriented and had a flashback of John kind of standing over her creepily. Um, she kind of didn't really say... She said he was naked. He's got. He's such a little wrinkly old man. Ew, Sam. Little wrinkly naked man. Sam. He's disgusting. If you saw him naked, you'd be distressed. (laughs) I look pretty good naked, don't I? Sam. (laughs) What? I do. I work out three times a week. Stop. You're also 27. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about John McAfee. He's like yeah, rough. 50. Disgusting. Anyway. Sorry, if disgusting. anyone out there, that's that doesn't mean that you look disgusting. You look great if you're 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, so we're not sure if um, if John McAfee assaulted her or what happened. Hopefully, nothing happened too crazy. We we really just don't know. But obviously, at I this think point, she indicates he she was sexually assaulted. Is what I got. Well, from obviously, I mean, if he's standing over her naked, then something likely happened. Um. So at this point, we know that John McAfee is 
disgusting. A sick fuck now. Now uh, we know he's a sick fuck. A wrinkly fuck. old disgusting Little, old, fuck. old wrinkly sick fuck. <laughs> um, but Alison gets out of there. Um, luckily. Thank God she gets she, out of there. Yeah. I don't know what happened to her. Hopefully nothing. Hopefully she's good now. Yeah. Um, and so she gets out. Thank God. And next thing we know, uh, John McAfee's house gets invaded by someone. Someone steals something, I think. Something happens. We're not sure. Something and this is when John gets his Maccabees. Maccabees, we call him. <laughs> I've got a new name for him. Mac- he gets his Maccabees, so his security guards, to go rough oh, that, this guy Oh, that's up. his security people's names. I, I've just given it that Okay, name. so they're the Maccabees. That from now on, we'll call his crew the Maccabees. Yeah, okay. So the Maccabees go and rough up this guy who steals something from his house, wants to teach him a lesson. And actually, tragically, the guy is so badly beaten up, he ends up passing away in hospital. Yeah. What's weird to me is that the documentary kind of glazes over this part, sort of. They kind of glazed over the sexual assault, too. I don't, I like, I'm not saying that I don't like the documentary. I think it was really well made. I like a lot of aspects to it. But when it comes to the seriousness of the things that John did... I don't feel like they covered it all that well because they're just like, oh, yeah, she, you know, woke up. He was standing over her his her bed. And then we don't know what happened to her. I think and, the bit, and then it moves on. I think the bit, yeah, I agree with you. I think the bit that's difficult to understand when you're watching this documentary is that his actions have no consequences, which you see throughout the whole thing. So they talk about a potential sexual assault. Nothing happens. They talk about someone getting beaten up and potentially murdered. Nothing happens. Right, but they also don't say in the documentary, they don't stress the craziness of the point that he pretty much got a man killed for breaking into his house. He had his McAfee's go after this guy, tase him in the penis, beat the shit out of him, kill him, and... Then it just kind of like the the story moves on and the documentary doesn't really say that John got away with murder, which he did. All right, so that was it for part one. And while we're on break, we're going to announce who won our competition last week. We had you guys write and comment us and subscribe to our channel. And I want to announce the winner. The winner is Brenda Marie B. Congratulations, Randa. You have just won a $100 Amazon gift card. So make sure you DM us and let us know that you're the winner. And we will get back to you with that. And now, back to the podcast. So Nanette Bernstein, who is the creator of this documentary, she, again, is in the documentary narrating the whole thing and simultaneously talking with John McAfee like as she's doing stuff basically yeah, it's I weird they're that. in communication and you see their emails back and forth in kind of present day right, as we, she's we investigating actually, we haven't talked about that at all so i feel like john mcafee within those messages she was writing him saying that she wants i guess to make this documentary about him and he was pretty much like i don't want to talk to you at all but then continues writing her for the next year so they have this year-long relationship of talking back and forth, and she's telling him that... I like that bit about the documentary. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's a thing I haven't seen before. Yeah, no, I haven't either, actually. And so, I she's ma- so she's like making the documentary and chatting to him as she makes it, which is stuff that obviously happened in the past. Right. So she's in Belize, interviewing all these and Belize she, people. And that's she, probably a Belizean, <laughs> is the word, maybe. Belizean? And she, he even gets some like, secret spies to take photos of her as she's doing it. And she, he's like, I know you're in Belize doing a documentary about me. I've taken photos of you, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she's emailing her this. And obviously she's like, great, going to put that in the documentary. Yeah, so she's like, not only in the documentary, but she's using the messages between him and her to kind of narrate as she makes it. As she makes it, which is cool. Um, so she's really inserting herself as kind of like a character in all of this because the whole time... And actually, I, I don't know if I would do that if I was a documentary, ma- a documentary maker. <laughs> I don't think I would think to do that, to kind of like 
put my own messages between the person within the documentary to tell their voice. But I always feel like that feels more authentic because you know exactly how that person talks. And when we see John McAfee writing to her, we kind of get the whole, like, he, it captures the fact that he's actually just insane. <laughs> like, the way that he talks to her is so weird. Like, I don't want to talk to you, but here I am talking he's to like, you. He's like, have you seen that um, film, Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like he's kind of like, oh, you think you're so clever doing this documentary about me. You'll never, you'll never unveil the truth. Right. Although she is very much talking to every single person that's ever worked for him. And they all actually selling him out and telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's not... got all the closest men, even up to the guy who possibly killed men for him, are yeah. on the documentary. She manages to get interviews with literally everybody. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll move on from that part. Because but it... wait, one more thing about that. I feel like within those messages, it makes it clear that John McAfee thinks that he is smarter than literally everyone. And it, when he's writing uh, Nanette, the documentary maker, the way he, the verbiage that he uses to her is very much like, you're never going to know everything about me. I know too much more than you and you're, you're never going to get it. And simultaneously, she's actually finding out everything about him, which I think is really interesting. But he definitely thinks he's better than everyone. Smarter than everyone, cooler than everyone. He does. Richer than everyone. Yeah. Which he probably is. And <laughs> definitely he richer. also has, well, he thinks he's a, a bit of a, a cool dude because he has a lot of contact with the local women in Belize. Oh my God. No, so, I actually feel uncomfortable talking about this part. Yeah, well, he basically is this millionaire. Obviously, he's paying a lot of security men to work for him. And obviously, this old fuck... Probably wants some... Um, As you called him earlier, wrinkly. Wrinkly old man. He wants some young cheekers. Uh, he mentioned he's doing everything legally. They're all over the age of consent in Belize and all that sort of stuff. I'm not one to Whatever. believe that. <laughs> but he gets a guy to go find him women, which is why you obviously mentioned uh, he's very Epstein-y. Gets a guy <laughs> to find him women to be his girlfriends. And, and they're being, there is his girlfriends, but he's paying them. She told they, they there's they're all interviewed. The girlfriends are all interviewed. They're all being paid. Yeah. So, the cleaning lady, I think it was at his house, kind of. She was in the documentary as well. So is everyone else that knows him. But she was the one that said that he had multiple, multiple girlfriends. Six girlfriends at one time, in a total of thirty girls but, that were retrieved for him by his pimp. But <laughs> I can't even. I can't even say it. They were being paid, and one of them said that she had never had regular sexual intercourse with him. Yeah, she'd never done the normal stuff. And she... Her, she, had, she had a big job, I, literally. I can't. <laughs> she had a big job for, for old John I McAfee. Can't even she had the most important that. job of them all. What did she... What was her job for John? You cannot make me say it. No, I want full-on details. <laughs> People need to understand how disgusting this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Shit. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. John McAfee presumably ordered a hammock, probably from Amazon. Yeah. Worldwide shipping. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Hung it up. I don't know. Was it inside? <laughs> Okay, so he probably hung it up inside of his bedroom or something. Um, and then cut a hole in the hammock and had girls sit with their bum hole in the hole. Bum hole in the hole. And then his mouth underneath and... Poo in the mouth. <laughs> was, it poo, it was poo in the mouth, wasn't it? Or farts as well. No, I just poo. No, Sam. I don't she, know he, how close th it was. To his mouth. They they basically do say that they used to shit in John's mouth for money, which is just then you're like, okay, okay. That kind of go that that kind of makes you think. It goes from like he's a millionaire murderer, and then the shit in the mouth that really just takes the biscuit. Uh, takes the for me, biscuit. I just think that was too far. 
That's what was too far for you of all of this, Sam. Not the murder or anything else. It was the shit in the mouth. Yeah, I was like, that's enough now, John. <laughs> You've taken it too far now. <laughs> all right, you can rough a couple of people up, but fucking hell. My God. Shit in the but, mouth. Uh, how does it? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how that works. So, these do you? Girls... Why do you want to know that? <laughs> Weird. No, I do. I, I was have... wondering why Hammett came this morning. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just have questions. Like, these girls are getting paid <laughs> to poop in his mouth. But, like... I remember they, he used to wait. feed them well. Well, I would hope that they're eating not fucking spicy Cheetos every day. <laughs> sure. They'd probably like that. It's, I don't, I mean, I don't know what flavor he likes, but apparently he likes some sort of poop flavor. And I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't feel like people who like having shit in their mouths decide the flavor. I don't know. Why not? I don't, I don't. I'll have, uh, he's like, oh, Charlotte, make sure you eat mangoes and pineapple. I'm feeling tropical poo tonight. And also like, are they just like ringing a bell and they're like, John, I've got to go now. Uh, yeah, get, that's a good point. Get the hammock ready. Yeah, poo like, time. <laughs> what the heck? Does he eat it? I don't know. Do okay, I'm it? not going to lie. I am Do not. spit it out? I'm not going to lie. I did. Okay, so within the documentary, the girl who poops in his mouth, she called it scotch, scotch sex or something like that. Whatever verbiage she used. That means Scottish. That's not how you do it in Scotland, I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever. She said something about... I have it in my notes. Hold I, on. I, anyway, I don't worry about it. <laughs> it's called Scotch sex, I think. Or something like that. And um, I googled that. <laughs> yeah, cool. I should do. I was curious. Does he eat it? I need to know. I need to know if he eats or it. Or do you not eat it? What is Oh, it, it makes me shiver. Actually makes me shiver. Yeah. I, I Anyways, had my, I let's had my dinner on. yet. I, you can We're Google doing it. You for guys dinner. can. Oh my god, Sam. Here <laughs> <laughs> we are. That is disgusting. Um, I uh didn't come up with much on Google. I don't know if maybe she just made up that verbiage on her own or what, but nothing crazy came up on Google. So I didn't get any good information, and I'm probably happy that I didn't because I'm not sure I want to see people pooping in each other's mouths. Yeah, that's rough. But anyways, let's move on from this topic because we are having spaghetti bolognese for dinner, and I cannot think about this anymore. Yeah. So... The girls are, are there. They stick around. They're his bitches um, doing all the poopskies. So, and he he's kind of known uh, what in the documentary, which I found quite funny, that he was called the Belize Donald Trump. <laughs> which this documentary came out before his presidency, I think. So And before he, before McPhee ran for presidency also. Yeah, McPhee. M- McAfee. McAfee. I can never say that right. So John's got his girls that are pooing in his mouth. He's got his army of people and they're doing their shit. And the Belize army literally doing their poos everywhere. (laughs) And um, there is a organization called the GSU. It's basically like the military. They're above the police and they've had enough. They've had intelligence that John might be making drugs in that old lab he has. So they come in. With guns, they like, see you later to the security. There's hundreds of them. They raid his house and they actually don't end up finding any drugs. But John is like, fucking hell, there's a lot of heat here where I am. I need to move house. So he then ends up staying in Belize but moving to like a beach house. He buys a beach house, so he leaves that area. Right, so that's when he meets his neighbor, Greg. And Greg and John frequent the same tiki bar. And Greg doesn't like John at all. No, I don't like John. No? I thought I was John's neighbor, and I was looking over the fence, and I was seeing him pooing in Kel's mouth. I would be too happy to. It probably stinks around his house. It's pretty right smelly. Yeah, so he's got this smelly house. He's got a smelly pooey house. And he's got these smelly dogs because John went everywhere with his security guards and these vicious dogs that are probably also pooing everywhere. I wonder why John didn't just get his 
dogs to poo in his mouth. I think we should talk a little about that. <laughs> okay, 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 we'll move on. <laughs> we need to move on. We'll move on. I don't think but it was about poo the poo. Is, poo is poo. No, I don't think it's about the poo. I okay, think okay, it's okay. about we'll the girls. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll we should on. move on. Okay, okay. Anyways. <laughs> so, anyways. Stop talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> So Greg doesn't like that John is going to the same tiki bar as him and that John is bringing all of his security guards and these yeah, vicious dogs. Vicious dogs. Really, they're barking everywhere. They're, they're on the mean. beach. They're on the beach, like... Terrorizing, terrorizing people. Terrorizing people. Yeah. Uh, this guy called uh, Greg... And Greg, Paul. I think... Yeah, Greg he Paul. called the cops and reported it, but obviously nothing was done because they're in Belize. And they don't do they shit. They don't do shit. They... Unlike the girls that <laughs> he was paying... Okay. We could do this all night. That is enough. That's enough. That's enough for that now. So, uh, the police police. Whoa. Wow, that was good. Police police. I like that. They don't whoop, do. Whoop. It's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. It's the, the sound of police. police. <laughs> so, they don't do anything at all. So, Greg takes it upon himself to poison the dogs. And that. Which I don't actually agree with. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, I would hope you wouldn't agree with that, Sam. No, but what? No, but obviously, like we know what happens next. But what I'm saying is, if there's angry dogs, the police. What would you do? If say, let's say, then let me let me know your actions. Angry, annoying dogs, which can happen. Yeah. They're aggressive. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You call the police. They don't do anything. Obviously, your next step isn't to poison the dogs. What is your next step? What should Greg maybe have done? That's a great question, Sam. And I don't have an answer for you. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, either way. Okay, you don't have, a, you don't have an answer. I actually don't. I actually don't know. What would you do? Um, I think that... Well, he did confront John at one point, And John got a gun and was like, get off my property. <laughs> Didn't he? He did the old American thing. He did do that. He did that. Um, so... Well, Greg Fall had enough, and he went down the route of... Well, we don't even know he poisoned the dogs. That's what we think he did. We true. don't know he That did. is actually true. So the reason that John thought that the dogs were poisoned was because one of his girlfriends went outside, and the dogs had foam coming out of their mouth. But... They could have eaten I, a bad I was going to say, my... I've owned dogs, obviously, in my life, and living in Florida, which I think has similar climate to Belize, that if a dog eats a frog which my dogs have, sometimes they do, like, foam up at the mouth from eating certain frogs. So quite possibly, maybe the dog ate a frog or even, like, a mushroom that it shouldn't have had that yeah. was growing. We actually don't know, and that is a good point, and I'm happy that you said that. Yeah, and actually, they don't die of the poisoning. John kills the dogs to put them out of their misery. So maybe they could have eaten the eaten frog, a frog or a... He could have eaten a frog. And they might have been okay, yeah. but John actually shot the dogs to put them out of misery. But actually, it might have just been a frog-eating incident. Yeah, you never know. Either way, he decides that Greg Fall is the reason for the dogs foaming at the mouth and the reason that the dogs are now dead. And he then plots a plan. Yeah, so he gets one of his McAfee's. Yeah. <laughs> One of his people in his group to go kill this guy, Greg. At, well, allegedly. But, allegedly, yeah. But Greg ends up dead. So. I mean, I think that's, I think that's, the, that is, it brings it home a little bit because uh, Greg's friends are interviewed, people who were there at the time. And, you know, right. it's really upsetting. They feel like it could have been prevented. Right. Greg was murdered. Whether he did that to the dogs or not, Greg was murdered. And number one su- suspect is Mr. McAfee. Yeah, and coincidentally, he, Greg also had taser marks all over his body. And that was something that happened to that last guy that John McAfee's guys went after. And he bought tasers for everybody. Right. He loved buying tasers. Like, it all yeah. basically goes down to him. He is the taser king. He's the taser king. So, um... Another, well, he goes on the run now, right? Yeah, so at this point, he goes on the run. And he ends up in Guatemala, I think. It's a little confusing at this point, I think. Because the documentary well, doesn't really say, but I'm pretty sure he ends up in Guatemala. I've got it. So okay. he, police think he's a suspect. Right. But he runs away, which seems guilty. 
but obviously. His, which well, obviously. we all know he, you know, I can't say he did it, but, but probably. No, but his defense of why he's running away is because he thinks that the Belize police <laughs> is trying to frame him for this murder because the whole oh, time yeah, he's yeah. paranoid. He's paranoid that the, the Belize government are after him. Right. So he thinks that they're going to pin this on him if they get him. So he's on the run. Which, which I mean, okay, hold on. So he thinks they're going to pin it on him, which they would because he did it, probably, maybe. But he's also saying that if he ends up going to jail for this, that they're going to kill him in jail because that's what happens in corrupt com- companies, well, countries. So, which is probably true. I mean, that is a thing that you get killed kind of in foreign countries for, you know, things. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> don't know that one. Um, but anyway, that, because obviously he goes on the run. That seems really guilty. Obviously, yeah. in when you're viewing it, you think he's going on the run because he killed Greg. But at the same time, his excuse is he that was scared. he was scared that they were going to get him and frame him and kill him. Right. So he thinks, <laughs> right, get myself out of Belize. Hires one of his guys to try and illegally smuggle him into a... Where's where it again? Guacamole. Well, <laughs> I'll get this right every time. What is it? He's so serious when he says guacamole. What is it then? Guacamole. What is it? Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> right. So he gets smuggled into Guatemala. Is that where you think the guacamole comes from? Yes. Guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it comes from. They have like avocado fields there. Okay. They do. Trust me, you okay. don't know that. Okay. <laughs> so he's there. And then... So that one guy said that he was doing an interview with him. And this is my favorite part. Well, after the poop story, because that's funny. But this is my second favorite part. Is when he thinks that it's a good disguise to put baby powder all over himself to make him look like a different person. Oh, yeah. So this is weird, because he's in uh, Guatemala. And so he's, he's left Belize. That's good for him. But he's still communicating with the press. Right, what an idiot. At the same time, because he loves media attention. He, yeah, he just loves the attention. So now, all over America, it was on, I saw it was on... Uh, Vice. Was Vice and uh, NBC were covering it. Yeah. Millionaire on the loose. Right. That was the thing. So obviously, news medias were trying to communicate with him, saying, what's going on? And he was up for it. Yeah. He was communicating with the media, but not with... He was very careful. Imagine being on the run and being like, yeah, I'll do an interview. <laughs> yeah, very weird. So any, so what, what? this guy from uh, a news station comes in and he basically organises a interview with John to talk about his view on this murder case. He's like, yeah, meet me at this hotel. It's all very weird. And as they go up the stairs, John goes down the stairs with talcum powder on his hair and a crooked hand. <laughs> and the news guy goes i think that's um i think that's john <laughs> but they think we better not tell him that we know it's him just in case he gets annoyed yeah uh and we want to do this interview so they did pretend it's a good disguise they go past him and they go into like the interview room and then john bursts in like shakes the talcum powder off his hair and goes ha ha it's me <laughs> they're like yeah good one good disguise <laughs> It's like the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And the picture that they showed us of him with the powder on his head. Just and looks all of like that him, doesn't it? Looks exactly like <laughs> him, except he had a bunch of cocaine in his nose. Yeah. And just <laughs> cocaine in his hair. Like, what in the hell? Just looked like him with talcum powder in his hair. <laughs> but basically, that, just imagine just goes, him with dandruff. It just goes to show. Yeah, it really did look like him with dandruff. It just goes to show that that's how crazy this guy is. Like, he thinks, once again, that he is just so much smarter than everyone to the point where he thinks that people are going to see him with baby powder in his hair and not know that it's him. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, he's pretty deluded. So he does these news um, things, and at this point, the Guatemala... Police are trying to get hold of him because right. he has entered their country illegally. So they're trying to get him. Right. The news, uh, I think Vice, again, so he's, again, he's doing all these news reports. Vice getting an interview with him. Yep. This time they take a photo with John. Um, like, what an idiot. I would assume You're that, on the run and you're doing interviews and taking pictures in places. Look, well, I, what? I would assume John, before he says yes to the interview, says, look, I'm on the run. I'll do the interview, <laughs> but you can't tell anyone where I am. 
and they news people would probably go yeah fair enough I, yeah. that's fine because they they want the story they don't give a shit about if it gets right. caught or not they want the story but one of the vice um, vice has always been very like i don't know how to say like unorthodox yeah exactly yeah so if you're gonna do an interview with anyone and hope that your like cover is not gonna be blown i would say not to do it with vice i vote and that's nothing against vice i've always no listen i've always loved vice and after i went to college for journalism i was like oh vice is the one place that i want to work but that's because they just have a different way of operating like they don't care as much about things they're very open they have a show on tv that's called like slut ever it's about like slutty girls they just like that's not why I wanted to work there. <laughs> That's not why I said Ooh. that. No. <laughs> they just are very open and not conservative and very liberal about everything that they do. So if they're going to do an interview with someone, I feel like... Well, that's why... I th- no, but that's what... No, this is what I think... We're on the same page, but let me hear me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. This is why I think he did it with them, and that's why they were up for it. They were more interested right. in doing the interview with John while he was on the run and not conferring with the police and doing the right thing. Correct. Right. That's what I'm trying to get at. But also at the same time, in John's shoes, I feel like he should know that if you're doing an interview with Vice, there is more of a possibility that your location might get out there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean <laughs> no, but it was actually so simple. They took a photo. He said yes to the photo. Yeah. He said yes. That's his fault. True. And it had the geotag on it. So they uploaded yeah. the photo. At the end of the day, he shouldn't have been doing interviews at all while no, you're on the run. No. That is a weird thing you don't to do, do that. for anyone. You don't do that. That is just... People don't go on the run the, and start doing Instagram stories. It's the one rule of going on the run. Don't, don't. do anything that <laughs> makes you in the public eye. Right. That's... So his location's been given away due to vice and Interpol step in because of his legal entry. So he's arrested for that in Guatemala. Also, remember, he is still on the run for a potential murder in Belize. So he's in a big bit of trouble at this point. Yeah, so they detain him. And while he's detained or arrested, or I'm not even sure at this point, um, he pretty much calls his lawyer and his lawyer tells him that he can't get an appeal until 3 o'clock. And until 3 o'clock, he can get deported. So John needs to buy. Is some that deported time. back to Belize? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I I think Belize. And he doesn't want to be deported back to Belize because he's potential murder suspect. Right. I think that's right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This part's a little confusing, but I'm pretty sure you're right about that. So this is where things get so <laughs> weird. At this point, he knows that he needs to stall for. I don't know if they said it in the documentary, but did they say how many hours he needed to stall? I don't know, a few hours? A few hours at this point. So John, once again, tries to outsmart everyone. And this time he succeeds. And on, he, <laughs> he decides to fake a heart attack in order to stall until 3 p.m. when his lawyer can get the appeal so that he can't get deported anymore. Yeah, he do- I remember that, that. So he does actually do that and actually... Grant gets Grant the appeal and he gets released. Yeah. He's in a free man in Guatemala. So he fakes a heart attack. Yeah, he's a free man. And then... It's like, like when you're rich, you have absolutely no circumstances. And sometimes things just pan out for you in ways that would never happen for anyone else. This man faked a heart attack. And now... Bought his time. Bought time. Was and a free did- man. And then, he go- <laughs> and then I think he then flees back to America. Yeah. And it's difficult now because he's now in America. Belize want him for a potential murder suspect. Right. And it's so difficult out there because of their forensic team and the DNA. Now, yeah. you, we had some interesting facts about this. So Belize start to speak to uh, the FBI in right. America and say, look, we've got John for this potential murder. We'd like to talk to him. FBI said we're willing to cooperate on this if you have evidence and they find it difficult to provide any evidence for what reason yeah they can't provide evidence because pretty much police is really behind the times and they don't have the technology to test dna even though there was some left at the scene and the murder conviction rate there is under three percent 
So pretty much if you go to Belize, not saying anyone should, I'm not advising this at all, but people in Belize kill each other, murder each other all the time. And if somebody doesn't actually see you do it or if you don't confess to it, then you pretty much get away with it. Yeah, now we don't we don't know what they're like now because of this documentary is a older they might have progressed i hope they did they are behind the times they definitely are and it's just so crazy to think that they rely on eyewitness testimony and we all know i mean i do definitely being somebody who watches way too many documentaries know that eyewitness testimony is always the worst type of evidence that anyone could have because people fuck that up all the time you know those um pictures that are drawn yeah like, we see them in documentaries. Yeah. I still don't get that. Like, the sketch artist stuff. Yes. I don't get it. I don't get I don't get why that's a thing still. Did you... Did you what did the man look like? And then a sketch artist draws some man. But and some like, some yeah, man, look, it looks like him, yeah. Sometimes the sketch artist is right, though, Sam. No, I get, I get they look similar. Yeah. But how is that... Any, I don't understand how that becomes any part of any evidence. Because when you see... When you're an eyewitness and you see someone really quickly... Yeah. And then your brain, you know, thinks it sorts, you know, I once saw, I thought I saw a ghost once, right? <laughs> I don't really know what that ghost looked like, yeah. but I could probably explain it. Yeah. But it probably wasn't a ghost. No. I still don't get why that's a thing. I agree. I, I know what I, okay. So I feel like when it comes to um, like polygraph tests. Yeah. Okay. We know that those don't hold up in court. Right. Because they're not always right. Right. I feel like it should be the same with sketch artist and eye testimony because that's not always right either i think you can't a, I a think dna a drawing is dna is always it's gonna be right you can't get that wrong but when it comes to eyewitness testimony or even a polygraph you can't 100 percent say that that's right and i feel like they should be held at the same level which is unadmissible in court in my opinion and for this i mean for a lot of instances and we'll talk more about that next week ah! <laughs> yeah, we might, have a, we might have a good one next week. We do have so a really good sure one next subscribe. week, but we're gonna we'll wait on that. We'll wait on that. So anyway, um, they they can't find good enough evidence, even though during this time, again, we go back to the director. The director is communicating as she's making this documentary with people that know John, and they are kind of indicating yeah. that he paid. This guy, Mac, Eddie. Mac 10. Mac 10, which his name's Eddie, who's in the documentary, he's interviewed, yeah. that he was paid four grand, five grand, whatever. Yeah. And one of John's guys says, I think it was to kill fucking Greg. Yeah. And then Eddie's then interviewed and they go, did you, were you paid by John to kill Greg? And he laughs it off. He laughs it. I mean, he looks pretty guilty to me. Yeah. And then some other he crazy told- shit happens and he's like, people are shooting at him because uh, he's talking to the director as they're making this film. And I think John, back in America, is trying to silence him. Yeah. Because he's talking too much. He told the interviewer that, um, well, she asked at one point, she was like, if I asked you if you did it, would you be honest? And he... Pretty much said no. <laughs> and yeah. he was so fidgety and sweaty. And I'm like, that doesn't look like an honest person to me. No. So. And then he said, and then he flees Belize. But like, all these rhymes, flees Belize. <laughs> um, but basically, at the end of the day, like, it's, we have to come up with an opinion. And my opinion right now, I'm going to go with it. My opinion is John McAfee definitely hired a hitman to kill that guy, Greg. And he managed to get away with it. Yeah. Now, John McAfee, a man who is accused of, we don't know, maybe sexually assaulting somebody and then possibly killing two people, is now living in America, a free man. He's free. He's free. He's free. Free as a bird. Free as a bird. In America. And he was running for United States president. So... Was he running against Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know if it's the same time. I'm not wow, sure. Wow, you have some really good options of people running your country. <laughs> Donald Trump or this fucking wrinkly weirdo. And also, was it the same year that 
Tiger King was running in the same party. I so don't know. So you had know. Tiger King, <laughs> you had Donald Trump, and you had John McAfee. I get why Donald won now. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Great options here in America. Great options. Always. All very wrinkly fucks <laughs> who liked weird, they like weird sex stuff, don't they? Definitely. So, anyway... He was running for presidency and the documentary maker kind of ambushed him at one of his... Yeah, he's trying to reinvent himself, doesn't he? He's like, right. This... He's... Basically, he just goes, <laughs> guys, I know what happened in there. We'll forget all about that. I know you heard on the news I was on the run for murder or whatever. Uh, you know, that's, that's all in the past now. I want to run the country. And imagine he did <laughs> just br- he, and the thing is it did sort of get brushed under the carpet a little it, bit it, it kind of did because not only is he free but people actually i feel like forgot that he kind of did all of this or don't know and they haven't seen this documentary or don't know about his past i actually was just sam and i right before this we're at a pub and at i was <laughs> at a pub and I was looking at John McAfee's Instagram page and some girl just did a podcast with him recently and he was on it. Yeah, because she was a hot girl. We saw that. She was all right. She was all right. Calm down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, if if I approached him and said, do you want to come on my podcast? He'd probably be like, no. Yeah, anyway. Unless you like (laughs) poo-poo. So he's out there. He's out there doing stuff. He's resharing stories. Doing podcasts, resharing stories, being a normal guy. I, you know, I'm happy that he's not on this podcast because we couldn't speak freely about his poo-poo and all the murders that he did. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we thought, you know, it could be an option, but we both don't like him. We don't. So what's the point? We don't like him. I would be just... Disgusted. Yeah, I don't like him. He's a potential rapist, sexual assaultist murderer we don't know these are all allegations but to me he's not a great guy and like i said the fact that he thinks they can come back to america as a free man which he is and he will be he will not be convicted of those two potential murders and like i said he ran for president he didn't get anywhere near it (laughs) i don't think he did very well um which actually is a good bit because at one of his presidential i don't know gatherings in new york the director finishes her documentary by going to visit him. Yeah, so she walks up to him and takes him by surprise and says, you did so well tonight. And he's like, thank you. And then she introduces herself and he recognizes her name. And he pretty much tells her to shut off the camera. Except it does end with John McAfee getting arrested and he's in the back of a cop car. They don't really tell us why, do they? Uh, No, we don't know why. He had some guns in the back. I don't know, it might have just been a really, like, pullover, speeding situation. But he continues to tell the cop that he's, like, some of this crazy guy that's on the run and all that sort of stuff. Like, he just loves the attention. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, he is on the run from technically Belize, right? So, I don't really... No, he knows he's not on the run now. I think he said he was on the run. It was in the news or whatever. So, he just wanted to just... just be cool be and cool, yeah. tell the cop that... Um, Weird person to be cool to. Yeah. I wouldn't tell the cop I was on the run once. I'd probably just keep that one quiet. But yeah, whatever. so strange. So he didn't end up, obviously... I mean, I think he might have gotten a little bit of trouble for whatever he got pulled over for. But he definitely never went to prison or jail or anything. So... No, and he continues to kind of... The thing is, McAfee software yeah. is a thing still. Right. So I'm sure he, st- so he still does use his surname McAfee as part of his way of work. Yeah. Like he does talks, and I saw he'd been on some NBC interviews about secu- cyber security because obviously yeah. as the world has evolved, you know, we all know that at the moment currently there's people feeling like there's data being taken. Like Donald Trump's just got rid of TikTok because he thinks China's still in data yeah. from the American government. It's still a thing. And I think he uses his surname to continue to make, you know, people believe. Yeah, I think that, that he knows his shit. I think that people still think 
that he's, you know, a credible... Yeah, software tycoon. Software guy. And they Mm -hmm. don't really know about all of the stuff that he was doing while he was in Belize or how crazy he was. So he's still got these people who believe in him and think he's really smart. And, yeah, it's just very interesting. It is. And now you know that if you do see McAfee Software... Maybe go for a different one. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Not like he's nothing to do with it now, to be honest. He's he's I think he's completely exited out of the company. But he's the guy that started it and now you know. Yeah, we really don't I personally don't know what he's up to now. I have no idea. It still says in his Instagram bio that he is I think it says like independent running candidate or something. I don't know if maybe he hasn't updated it in a long time, but I'm not sure if he ran again for presidency or what he's up to, but he's still out there living a free life, even though he did all of those things. And I mean, I'm sure he's probably out there committing crimes still. I wouldn't doubt it. He doesn't seem like a stand up guy to me, but mm, still probably eating poopy. <laughs> probably. I don't know if that's something that you move on from. It doesn't get much worse than that, does it? It really doesn't. So there we go then. That's um, that's the documentary roundup. That's the podcast complete. Big Doc Energy back at it with episode two. And episode three. Oh my God. It's going to be a good one. I'm so incredibly excited because... We shouldn't say too much. I can't. Let's keep them guessing. I can't. Let's keep them guessing. But it's, it's something really cool. It's going to be really cool. And you guys are going to love it. And I can't wait to tell you guys about it. I can't say anything more, but it's going to be sick. Okay, so don't forget to subscribe at the end of this so you're updated when... Oh, well, sorry. No, I was about to do my outro. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, as I was interrupted by that... <laughs> she's had a few wines. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, if... Um, you enjoyed this one episode three will be even better and make sure you subscribe and we'll see you next time oh hell yeah goodbye